2: Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah want you about to hold to the book, the Bible bible as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like uh, uh, to catch up with him in That show you can do so up until three p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right hand corner. Uh, Click on that. Um, Join us in the chat over on Rumble. We got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Hope you guys had a great uh, day yesterday with family and friends. And um, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, (laughs) just a little bit, Uh, but. While you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble, and then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there, and we appreciate Michael and his team giving us a spot on their platform. Right up under where we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can sign up for our email newsletter that goes out once a day, including the morning show archive, along with all the articles we have at Sons of Liberty media for the day. So be sure and check that out. By the way, yesterday I did uh add in Saturday and yesterday's show. I didn't get to put up um Padre Simon until yesterday. Uh yeah, it's just been one of those weekends. (laughs) It really has. It really has. I I do hope you guys had a good time uh with family and friends yesterday and uh, you know, yes it's funny. I I'm I sat and I thought about um, you know, this time of year when I was a kid and it, it probably, if everyone is honest, the Christmas as a kid was, was a very just utterly sinful thing. And I'm not talking about the, the pagan parts. I'm talking about in our hearts, uh, we're little lusters, we're little covetors. And so we have to say we want all this stuff, right? That, that, that's, that's one of the things that's there. And I sat yesterday and I just kind of looked around the room at my wife and my kids and my grandkids. And it was like nobody, nobody was interested in stuff like that. They just enjoyed being with one another. Being with one another. Whether it was cooking, whether it was eating, whether it's playing games, um, or just talking to one another, going on a walk, um, and I just kind of looked around and I thought how different it is now compared to, or at least what I'm perceiving and what I'm seeing there of how it is from when I was a kid, and um, I I was just I don't know, a little overwhelmed with Thanksgiving that the Lord had given us time together. And to see, you know, that our family can, they love to be around one another. They love to do things with one another. And, um, I, you know, I see young people today, many of them, they don't have a mom or a dad or both. Uh, they don't have family that can come together without bickering and biting each other and just being nasty. And uh so I'm grateful to God um for his blessing there and uh, and to see that. And I hope you guys had uh to experience some of that together too, along with some food. My wife um made this broccoli stuff. I, I don't I don't know what it's called. I, I it's not a casserole, it's like a salad thing. Cranberries and onions and some kind of I don't know stuff in there and i always love that and usually it i get a little bit with something else and this year we kind of dialed everything back a little bit and um, not have such a huge spread but enough to where everybody could eat and uh, so i had a bunch of that which i needed with this getting rid of you know finishing off this u t i which i haven't felt any pain in several days, so thank you guys for praying with me uh over that i'm I'm really happy about that you don't know how happy I am about that uh so that was something else that we're very thankful to the lord for uh in dealing with okay all right today by the way, if you want to call in uh you can make that part of um of the show i'll i'll let i'll extend out something outside the topic range. But if you want to call in and you want to share something like that, uh, you're welcome to do so. 803-619-9855. Love to hear from you. And um, if you've got something on this topic that we're going to talk about, uh, the, this continued um, opening up to illegal aliens coming into the United States. And I do understand there's a due process thing. I understand that. And I've tried to weigh out in my mind some of these things. Um Especially concerning, you know, I don't know if some of you guys have seen, and I'm not advocating you go and look for it, okay? I'm not. But if you've not seen what some of these Mexican drug cartels do to people, I, I can't, it's indescribable that a, that, a, that a, one human being can be so cruel to another. It's just, abs- I mean, I don't even know that I would go to the extremes these guys are doing if I caught somebody molesting a child. For me, it would just be to put an end to them. It wouldn't be to go to the lengths of depravity and torture and destruction of the body that some of these guys do. I just, it rivals anything you're going to see in the Middle East. I'm just going to tell you. And so I understand... When people are threatened with their life, if they don't go across the border or they don't do this or they don't do that, this is what's going to happen to you and your family. I I get that. And I think some of those things probably do need to be taken into consideration. But what amazes me is, see, if you had an American, if you had an actual American government, one that functioned in the manner that the Constitution lays the boundaries for, What we would probably be doing is issuing letters of mark and reprisal for some of our militia guys uh, to go down into Mexico and to wipe out these drug cartels. That's what we would be doing. We did it with the Barbary Wars. We didn't involve the military in that. We issued letters of mark and reprisal. And then we had private warships that went over there. Yes, there were Marines. There's no question of that. But it it was in the private sector that these things were going on, and that they did their battles. We're just letting the people just come on over. And I know the vast majority of people probably aren't nefarious in, they're, they're here to kind of do harm and this, that, and the other. Because if they were, we would we would know it like every single day, it would just be a mess everywhere. Now, we see stories of what some illegal aliens do. That's true. But it's kind of like gun owners, so let's 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 be careful in how we examine that. I'm not saying them crossing over illegally is okay. It's not. But in each case, they go through they're supposed to go through due process. The problem is, like we heard from a guy the other day, I mean, you're looking at seven, eight years before somebody gets a hearing. How can that be? How can that be? You go over here to Charlotte, North Carolina for a traffic ticket and they're running like 3000 people through the traffic court a day in a traffic court now they're going to get money don't get me wrong i i understand they're going to get money out of it but they can run that many through a day in a traffic court over here in short north carolina just one why are these why are why do we not have something to make things more efficient so we can process this stuff a lot faster And get it done. Furthermore, why are we not stopping people at the border? Just stopping them and saying, no, 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 you got to go over here. You got to wait over there on the other side of the border somewhere. That's where you've got to go. Many of these people, it's very clear they have outside help. Look at the newness of their clothes, their shoes, their backpacks, their cell phones. Their hats. These people don't appear to be struggling in the least. Many of them. Again, not all, but but many of them. That's what you see when you're when you're seeing that. On top of that, we've talked about the military age men that are coming over without families. And then we see entire influxes where there's women and there's children mixed in with them as well. And again, I can recall being on the job site, uh, have no idea of how many illegals I worked with or how many were legal or how many had a green card, whatever, you know, I I don't know. I never asked any of them. Everybody that I worked on a job site with was, was very kind, hardworking, everybody that I saw. Nevertheless, the law is in place and you have to ask, why is the law not enforced? Because you have lawless men. that's We call them tyrants. You call them tyrants for a reason. They're lawless. Okay? And so, with that said, I'm just going to um, pop up a couple of videos here. And I'm going to do this uh, also with the other... I made mention of this yesterday. Um, I think this was on Saturday or Friday. Excuse me. Friday I put this out. Um Article 4, Section 4. Listen to what the Constitution has to say. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a democracy. Is that what it says? No. It says a Republican form of government. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of of government now <clears throat> I didn't bring this up here but I want to ask you what does guarantee mean we often think of it in terms of you have a 90 you know like when we do LifeWave, you have if you're a brand customer you get a 30day money money back guarantee if you are a uh, uh, if you're a, a regular customer you get a 90 day money back guarantee what does that mean well you're not satisfied you get your money back right? Well, guarantee just simply means a warranter. It's to ensure that it is done. That's Webster's 1888 but 1828 by the way. I got out of the car to come up to go up to Michigan the other week and I was just kind of joking. It was tongue in cheek, okay? It was tongue in cheek. But when, we, when I got out, I looked at my, my son-in-law and I said, I guess I'm going to be flying with the migrants today because there were cars in front of us and there were many Latinos coming out from there. And I know not all Latinos are illegal. It was, it was tongue-in-cheek, okay? But I've never seen so many come out in one place to get on flights. And um, as I was putting together these, some of these videos here, One of the interesting things is, is according to one group, the United States is spending $50 million a day giving the people who are coming in, doesn't matter where they're coming from, Central, South America, the Middle East, China, wherever they're at, they're giving them premium cabins, phones, and housing, and a whole lot more. $50 $50 million a day. That that was the estimate. Okay? Of our money. And if you listen to the, the little interview that was with the lieutenant governor of Texas that Bradley played um, over the weekend, that guy doesn't have any problem in spending your money to feed, clothe, and house him, even if it's in a jail cell. I, I don't know how that is good for the American people. I, I, I just I don't understand that. What's worse is these guys play that little political game, and they'll tell you everything just right as far as what's wrong with this scenario down there in Texas. Whether it's Abbott, whether it's this, I forget the guy's name, the lieutenant governor there, or him. They'll tell you everything that's wrong, and then they turn right around and they say, we'll go ahead and commit another wrong and take the illegals and send them to quote-unquote blue cities. See, see, they look at it like it's a game. Bradley and I were talking about this the other day. There is a sports mentality among the political junkies. If the other team can foul and... uh have disorderly conduct and all this other kind of stuff, then if our guys can do it, who wear our political jersey, if they can do it, we'll give them a pass because we'll go, well, if the other guys can do it. And again, I'm reminded, I need to play this clip, but, I, but I, I didn't look it up. It's just hitting me right now. But I've made mention to you of a film called To End All Wars, based on a true story out of World War I. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, not for your kids, though, um, because of the language, but the gospel message that's in it. Whew, and it's and, and look, this is not a B-rated movie. Uh, this has people like Kiefer Sutherland and David Carlyle and some other people that you might recognize. But the message of the gospel that comes through here is just second to none. And that's because the screenwriter is a friend of mine. He's a Christian guy, Brian Gadawa. And one of the things that the guy is doing there in a Japanese prison camp is he's teaching the men morality, philosophy, uh, mathematics, literature, all this kind of stuff in that that, uh, uh, Japanese prison camp. And one of the things he does is he asks the guys, they're talking about justice, and he asks the men there who are prisoners, he said, if the tables were reversed and all of a sudden the Japanese were your prisoners, and you were the ones holding the guns, what would you do? And they talked about all the, the terrible things they would do to the Japanese, and he looked at them and he says, then what makes you any different than them? That's exactly right. What makes you different than those you complain about? What makes you different? Those of you holding on to your Republican Party you know, member card, and you've got your, your red jersey on, and you cheer on the lawlessness of the GOP against the lawlessness of the Democrats, what makes you any different? Oh, Tim, you just don't know. There's a tremendous difference between it. Really? When it gets right down to it, what are you engaged in lawlessly that you're complaining about them about? See, it's true. Democrat and Republican has nothing to do with it. Lawful and lawless has everything to do with it. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We need to take that narrative of right, left, conservative, democrat, or conservative, liberal, democrat, republican, whatever labels you want to pull out. We need to scrap that stuff and say you're either for the law or you're not for the law. And specifically, what I'm talking about with the law is the law of God. Nevertheless, Constitution too. You guys go in there, you say you're going to uphold it, you say you're going to obey it. Well, then obey it. Quit making excuses for why you disobey it or why you trample it underfoot. Do that. But here we had uh, a young lady out of Phoenix, Ashley St. Clair. Um, Don't really, I, I don't know who it is, but anyway, she said that her flight... From Phoenix, appears to be flying migrants who crossed the border and are being shipped to New York. When I asked a Delta representative if this was the case, his response was, What does it matter? They're humans too. (laughs) Really? Uh, Check this out. Wait. Boy, we are really... Can you guys hear that? Maybe. Okay, so let's back this up just a tad. And we're going to let her say what she's going to say here. Okay, you can't hardly hear what she's saying. She is filming the the migrants who are there. And you can see they have the little processing bags in their hands. And this is on Delta. And while she's talking here, and I'll have these videos up so you guys can check them out. They're up at com now in an article. But um, sorry, the I don't know why the volume is so low there. Um, maybe it's something on, on her end. But uh, you, she got several things that were going on here. And, and the point that she was making was those who are going to go ship them out to New York— They're doing it to make a political statement, which, again, is in the sports mentality. The conservatives are going, yeah, take that, Blue Cities. Take that. You know, you Democrats, you take that. (laughs) And they laugh about it. And they joke about it. And they make memes about it. And yet the people who are sending them from Arizona to New York are just as criminal as those who are going to get them in New York. And not send them back. They're just as criminal. If they're not supposed to be here, that doesn't mean they're supposed to be in New York or California or South Carolina or any. They're not supposed to be here. And yet the people keep letting these guys do what they're doing, and they cheer it on as though it's it's a slam dunk. It's a touchdown for them. And politically, it might be for the guys who are orchestrating it. But it's still lawless. It's still lawless. And I don't care if it's a Republican doing it or a Democrat or an Independent or you can call yourself what you want, you're acting lawlessly. And you should be held accountable for what you're doing. Another guy, DC Drano, on Twitter said, For U.S. citizens to fly, we have to show ID, do a background investigation for pre-check, sometimes get our junk men handled uh, by TSA agents. Yeah, they go through your stuff, send you through the gamma ray, all this other stuff. But these illegal aliens that they're processing, they don't even have to give a name. They don't even have to give their name. (sighs) I actually said that she is in possession of legitimate major airline boarding passes for migrants that quite literally have the name printed as no name given. No, I, I don't know if that ticks you off. The fact you have to go through something, they have to swab your computers, your electronics, you got to take your shoes off, all this stupidity and violation of the law... Every single moment of the day at the airports. And yeah, I get it. The TSA is useful idiots and everything. I get it. But they're also criminals. Every single one of them. Multiple violations every single day they go on the job. Asking for your ID. Going through your stuff. Complete violations of the Fourth Amendment. Oh, but Tim, this is under administrative law. There is no such thing as that. That's not in the constitution. It's pretty clear what it says. You don't you're not supposed to be going through people's stuff. Their papers, their persons, they're to be secure in those things. Unless you've got a warrant. And no TSA agent has a warrant. None of them. But here they are, allowing the migrants to go through. And, um, yeah, she asked, are taxpayers paying for this? Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Here's some more video that she's captured here. In Phoenix, the Delta Gate. Showing these people, and it's clear what they have You can see some of the bags in their hands. She's got some pictures here as well, but they've got the bags in their hand. They're processing bags. Um, She also said, to be clear, air marshals are being pulled from airports to help at the border with the unprecedented number of migrants coming. While simultaneously, pilots from every commercial airline are reporting they have no idea who is boarding their planes. She said, 11,000 of you tuned in tonight to hear pilots and airline staff talk about being totally in the dark about who is boarding their planes. When I asked one pilot, can you give passengers assurance that the migrants boarding these flights have had proper criminal and medical, I guess, background checks, something like that. She goes on about it. By the way, Delta's making some bucks. Per passenger. And, uh, yeah. You see, this is how fascism works. It's the corporations working with government to accomplish this, this scenario here. If the corporations wouldn't go along with it, but they're going to go along with it because why? The corporation is a corpse. It is dead. That's why it starts with that. Corporation, it doesn't exist Corporation can't talk to you, it can't listen to you, it can't show up in court. In fact, it's not allowed to show up in court. That's why it has to have a representative called an attorney. The dead can't speak, the living speak. And these corporations, the reason they're doing their bidding is because they're a product of the state. When you become incorporated, the state is your creator. This is why I've warned churches about incorporating. If you read the documentation, and there is no question that when a a quote-unquote church submits itself to incorporation, it becomes a creature of the state, just like any business does. Because ultimately, if there's a problem, the state will step in. And it will determine what's right and what's wrong and who's going to get what and who's going to do what. It's a it's a very serious thing. It really is. And a lot of people are led to believe, oh, this will make you secure. Doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that what this TSA thing is about? Keep you safe and secure to keep your people safe and secure. That's what you're told. But it doesn't. It really doesn't. Here's a picture that she got. This is the processing bag that one of the migrants had she took a picture of. She said a migrant place next to me in premium cabin still has a bag from processing center. A majority of this flight is migrants bust in from the processing center and she wants to know if delta um, could let their customers know whether these people have had medical screenings and stuff <laughs> if it's, I I I want, to, I want to know how they're being led on planes when they don't know who the people are. I, if they're going to put you and me through all the stuff, and it's wrong to put us through it too. It's absolutely wrong. It's criminal. But you would think they would do the other. But, again, we're going to get to it in a minute. This is part of the judgment of God. This is part of the judgment of God. My goodness, we've talked about this so many times. It's crazy. In fact, let's not wait. Let's just go right here. Deuteronomy 28. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. Again, this context is is the covenant God made with Israel. He made it with the geopolitical nation of Israel at the time of which the geopolitical structure calling itself Israel has no relation to, to what's going on here, okay? But the application of it, this genuine, all this stuff genuinely happened to Israel in the past. But we draw an application out of it. Why? 1 Corinthians 10. Those things were written to us that we might learn from them. Not to be like Israel of old. To not sin against the Lord the way they did. And so here's what he says: The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. Just in this scenario right here, it sounds like that's exactly what's going on, doesn't it? These guys don't even need to have a name; they don't they don't have to identify squat. They can a plane and fly from they can fly completely across country. You and I, beginning what is it next year or something? We're going to 2025. You know, even to take a domestic flight. I'm just a hop, skip, and jump from, I don't know. Let's say you want to fly 100 miles. You've got to have something called a quote unquote real ID, which they tell me down at the DMV is nothing more than you get a gold star on your driver's license. It's the same license, it's just got a little gold star on it. I don't know, I don't know what they do. But it's just goofy. Absolutely goofy, what we've allowed the the government to tell us what we'll do and what we won't do and everything else. It says, He shall lend to thee, thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. To keep them. That includes putting the evil away from you, by the way. In bringing justice... And they shall, be for thee, uh, uh, they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, and swift as the eagle flieth a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And it goes on from there. But he's very clear about the foreigner, the stranger who comes in. He's going to get up higher than you. He's going to be the one lending. You're going to be the one borrowing. What do we? What did I say? Fifty million dollars a day. That they're spending on this stuff, this lawlessness. And it's not just that. Each of these people are getting all kinds of other goodies. You know, we were hearing from uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb down in Arizona. They're getting like five thousand dollar gift cards. I'm not surprised at any of this. I'm not surprised at any of it, and it's all. Because the people have departed wickedly from their God, and undergirding that, if you want to see, if you want to know the real structure that's running everything, and I, I, I think I, I think I'm right on this, it's the lawless money system. You take away the lawless money system, and you have no means by which you can perform the lawlessness that's going on at the level that's going on now. And I'm not talking about just the illegal immigration. I'm talking about the funding of these NGOs. I'm talking about the, the implementation of United Nations agendas. Uh, I'm talking about the implementation of, of, of things like uh, Obamacare and things of this nature. It's all being funded with lawless money. They just have to print it. Then they're like Doritos. Go ahead and spend it. We'll print more. It's the same slogan. And the Bible tells us about that. Unjust weights and measurements are an abomination to the Lord. And that's what we're engaged in. Every day, Lord, I'm, in the, I'm a man of lawless money in the midst of a people of lawless money. We've got unclean lips and unclean hearts and unclean hands because of our disobedience towards the Lord. And so this is what He's bringing on us. Make no mistake, this is the Lord. It's not the devil. It's the Lord. He said he would do it. As I rejoice to give to do you good, I'll rejoice to do you evil. Is what he says. Same passage. Um. Many of these pilots are saying that uh, you know they got mouths to feed, they got families to feed. Everybody understands this. I, I get it. But here's the thing, guys. If all of the pilots would get together, all of the flight attendants would get together and say, we're not getting on another flight, none of us, let me tell you what would happen. It would stop immediately because they wouldn't have any business. If they banded together, one by one, you know, one by themselves, they pick you off or they forget you because everybody else is going to do their bidding. But if everybody would get together and say, nope, we're not flying another migrant out of here at all, it would stop. It would stop, because they wouldn't have anybody to do it, and they'd have to go back and say, you know, we can't do this. We're, we're, we're going to go under if we do this. We're not going to get any flights out of here. See, the people have the power. They're just too squeamish to not do it, and, and not smart enough to do it together, and I think that's one of the things that I see constantly is the division. There are things that we need to divide over. Okay, there, there are. There are things we need to divide over. But this one ought to be a pretty simple one. It really ought to be a simple thing uh, that we can unite on and understand and stand together on. So Ashley goes on, and here's a couple of other comments that she had, and then we're going to jump to another thing because i got a couple of videos on the positive front that I want to show you as well. She said I had a dozen other passengers come up and thank me for asking about our delta flight full of migrants who illegally entered our country. I'm sick and tired of being told wanting a secure border is racist. It's not. It's not. And many of these the 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 migrants are being treated better than the natives. Just like what God said, man. I mean, it's just like what He said. There's no getting away from it. Um, several other things. Eleven of you tuned in tonight to hear pilots and airline staff talk about being totally in the dark about who's boarding their planes. Hmm. Yeah, you can check that out. Sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then we get people like, uh, let's see. We've got one guy. The last week again, um, he was on with uh, Mike Adams, and said that they were releasing violent criminals from South America that are being dispersed in U.S. cities in order up to the new year. And you can you can listen to the interview there and check that out. There's also uh, this guy. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just, this guy Adams, uh, Eric Adams up in New York, you know, the illegals are uh, getting sent up there and they're starting to have a little panic up there now. The lawless in places like Florida and Texas wearing the R jersey or even Phoenix sending the illegals up there into blue state or blue cities like new york city and uh I, you would think i i was making it up let me let me see if this will play here and i don't know what is going on here um i have uh sound and it's usually pretty oh i i see why now i couldn't hear the late i knew there was sound here and uh, my browser sound was turned down, so I, I want you to hear. <laughs> I want you to hear Mayor Eric Adams. I, you talking about saying one of the stupidest things you can say? That this is him. Take a listen to this about what he thinks about New York being the greatest city
1: on the earth. Check this out. <clears throat> uh, we, I want to, you know, uh, before our religious leaders, many of them have been part of the asylum seeker crisis migrants and I just want to thank them and I just want to give a brief update as you know yesterday I was in Washington DC to meet with uh, our congressional leaders and to meet with the White House and I wanted to take the opportunity at the uh, White House uh, celebration for the holiday season because I knew I would have a gathering of lawmakers mayors uh, from across the country and I was able to speak with the mayor of Chicago and leaders from uh, Massachusetts and others. And we're seeing the same thing across the entire country. Our residents are weary. Our residents are angry. Our residents are seeing the impact of the migrant and asylum seeker issue, how it is taken away uh, from the rest. The resources that should go to the day-to-day services of running the city. Uh, We did not walk out uh, from D.C. with any level of optimism that anything is going to uh, drastically change. Uh, It it is clear that for the time being, uh, this crisis is going to be carried by the cities. Um, Here in New York City, as you know, Uh, We had a very uh, painful November plan that we had to produce, and now we're looking forward or in the direction of how do we address the $7 billion budget deficit that we have to address in January. And these men and women behind me who are service providers in some way or another, they see firsthand of what these cuts are doing and will do. This is not the budget we want to pass, the budget we wanted to pass, clearly invested in children and families and those who are in need. Uh, We are at an untenable situation right now and it is painful for us, Uh, it is painful for the city. And I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, We're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration, uh, but these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate uh, future. It is going to be at this moment. It's going to be up to New Yorkers and this administration to continue to navigate this this challenge that we're facing. Okay. Okay. Thank you.
2: Okay. So... These are the same people fussing that illegal aliens aren't being allowed in and blah, 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 blah. Now they're overrun and he's going, oh, you know, we wanted to spend the money on children and families. It's not that's not what you're supposed to be spending money on there, uh, Eric. You're interested to spend money on things that people authorized you to spend it on. And that's it. They did not authorize you to spend it on illegal aliens. They did not authorize you to spend it on families and children. They didn't authorize that. But here it is. And this is the same guy who, when he was talking about New York being the, quote unquote, greatest city on the globe, end quote, he said, you can wake up in New York And you can experience a plane crashing into our trade center, and you can experience all kinds of other stuff. (laughs) What kind of person in a position like that would say something like that? I'll tell you, an extorted person, a compromised person, a person you can't trust no further than you can throw them. That's that guy right there. This is what's going on. It's it's a cry and shame that it's going on anyway. It's even worse that you're having to foot the bill at it, too. But that's what the Lord said. That's what he said would happen. You go over into Psalm chapter 9. Listen to what the psalmist writes to the chief musician upon Bethlehem. A Psalm of David, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause, thou satest in the uh, thou sittest in the throne judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen, thou hast destroyed the wicked, thou hast put out their name for ever and ever. O thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities, their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. For the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed a refuge in times of trouble, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble, Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the net which they hid is their own foot taken. For the Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. You get that? Pay attention. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. I'm going to come right back to that. Just just to make a, a note, I, I know I've got uh, several friends who are former Roman Catholics, and I think I caught uh, somebody made a um, a comment uh, along the lines of, um, you know, in Catholicism, God was just this angry, vengeful, judging God. Um But they've come to see him as loving and kind. Yeah, well, look, the one who repents of their sin do do see that. But he doesn't stop being the judge that he is. You don't trade one for the other. That's part of his character, too, is his judgment. But if you're one who's bowed the knee, if you've come to him on his terms and repented of your sin, then you know him as kind and loving and compassionate, and you can call him Father. Father. But it doesn't get rid of that character of the the nature of his judgment. It doesn't get rid of that. That's still the same God. Still the same one. And what are we told here? The Lord is known by the judgments that he executeth. Not by his grace. Now we know his grace if we are in him. But he's known by his judgment, and then it goes on and it says, "And the wicked is snared in the work of his own hands." Hagion, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Mm. And he goes on talking about the poor and, and some other things of that nature too. Friends, I many of you who are listening to me are as old as I am or a little older. Some of you may be a little younger. But you can remember a time not too far in the, in the distant past where we saw the goodness of God still in at work in the United States. It is not like it is today. And these are the judgments of the Most High God. These are his judgments. And he is looking to turn us. Leviticus 26. Again, there there is there is so much that's rich here in the judgments. And I want to get to this positive stuff, so we may have to go over just a little bit. Uh, but this is one. This is from Leviticus 26. I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that ye should not be their bondmen, and I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. But if you'll not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, and if you'll despise my statutes, and if your soul abhorred my judgments, do you see how that all that stuff keeps falling in line? What did he tell us in Deuteronomy 6, fellas? And I'm laying this on us as men. What does he say? You're to be diligent about his commands, his statutes, and his judgments. Deuteronomy 6, and you're to teach them to your children diligently. That's the role. That's the job. What does he say here? You won't do these commandments. You despise my statutes. You abhor my judgments. Oh, how many Christians hate, hate the commands, the statutes, and the judgments of God. But they call themselves Christians. They hate what God told them to do and how to deal with with those who are breaking the law. They hate it. They don't want to hear it. They kick against it. They despise the Lord's commands, His statutes, and His judgments. And here's what God says. I will also do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, the burning ague, that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I'll set my face against you, and ye shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursueth you. And if ye will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. And I'll break the pride of your power, and I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass, and your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield her increase, neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruits." And if you walk contrary unto me, and will not hearken unto me, I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins. And again, it's, it's absolutely incredible to me. This seven times occurs three times in this passage here, that I'll, I'll punish you. And you see it fulfilled right there in the book of Revelation. And the judgments upon Israel seven times, right? Seven trumpets, seven bowls, right? You're seeing the judgments as they come on, and God gives them space to repent, and they won't repent, and so He has to keep judging. And that's the nature of God to do that. He hasn't stopped doing that. That's why when we look, Real prophecy goes to the Scripture, and it pulls it out, and it shows it. It shows what His judgments are. And we would have put it aside and say, no, that's not really God's judgments. Oh, yes, it is, because He hasn't changed. As I've said before, man keeps committing the same old sins in new ways, and God keeps being who God is because He can't be anything else. And He's known by His judgments, as we read here in the passage. Let me give you these and then uh, on the other side when we close out the radio show, if you guys wanna join us before it's news.com top of the page, sons of liberty Media.com, top of the page, and also rumble Sons of Liberty Radio Live. If you guys wanna jump over there from the radio, you wanna uh, hear some some good news here at the end as far as some people who are actually confronting um, their city council over the convid stuff, uh, then you wanna you wanna catch that. So go ahead and be jumping over there. But one of the things that, you know Uh, stands out to me is is that if you are in Christ you say well where's the good news in this because it all looks like it's just a road leading to hell well it is it is a road leading to hell it's a wide broad road leading to hell and the sons of liberty at least here we're standing on the road and saying don't go down this road Go down this road over here. Go down the straight and narrow. Why? Second Corinthians 1 20. For all the promises of God in Christ are yea, and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. These are the promises of blessing. If you're in Christ, but if you want to hang on to your sin if you want to continue to ignore the Lord and keep not His commandments, His statutes, and His judgments, then you you are on that broad road. Get off the broad road. Get on the narrow road. Repent of your sin. And what kind of promises are these that we've been given? Peter tells us, 2 Peter chapter 1, Here's what he says, "...according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are, are, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust." Is that what you're doing? Are you escaping the corruption of the world? Or are you just dead in your sins, just awash in it? Which one are you? I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that. But I got to tell you, it's just, uh, it's an interesting thing that the judgments of God are before us and the people live as though it's not that way. God's judgments have not driven us to our knees and to our faces. We continue on as though they're not taking place. And we're going to get caught up in the midst of it. We're going to get caught up in the midst of it unless we repent and we see things the way God has said that we see them and do what he said to do. Bradley Be With It 3, if you'll hang on. We'll continue this on Sons of Liberty Media Rumble, Sons of Liberty, Sons, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and also before its news.com. Otherwise, we'll see you at 6 a.m. Lord willing, tomorrow. <laughs> All right, well, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I want to keep you long on this one, but I did want to play this because this came up yesterday, or no, not yesterday, over the weekend. <clears throat> and uh children's health defense had put up several of these videos now i'm just going to play one of them for the sake of time today i'm not going to hang over a-, a long time today but i wanted to play this guy he is a uh special needs teacher and uh, let me see if i can uh, just kind of bring this up because it is a uh, kind of a funny little uh i don't know structure of the video here so i'm going to see if we can bring this up and um i think it's about ready And, again, if you want to call in, we just got a few minutes here, 803-619-9855. If you want to give us a call, uh, we'll take your call. Um, This is a special needs teacher, and I've got an article with several of these people testifying. Some of them were Disney employees up in New York City. And this guy is really (laughs) – he's giving them down the road about – what and and apparently he has his sights set on – taking it out of their backsides. He sounds like he's got a lawsuit in place where he's going to take it out of some of these people's backsides. So um, take a listen. This, This is a very, this is a good thing. When people are at their city councils and they're calling out the criminal activity of those on those councils and what they did to them and how they harmed them, they're warning them, it's fixing to drop on you. We're fixing to drop it on you. So take a listen to what this guy has to say.
0: I was an NYC educational assistant with special needs students. I was fired for declining the COVID shot. The mandate has been lifted, but I have not received an offer to return, nor the back pay to which I am entitled. I was suspended for six months without pay and also restricted by the Department of Labor from getting unemployment. The hiring mandate has been lifted, but not the firing mandate. Everyone terminated stays terminated. Everyone put on the chopping block by this city is still bleeding presumably as a warning to anyone else who might think about standing up for their rights and their health. I have submitted a folder to you with five peer-reviewed journal articles and five university hospital studies. This is a small sample of the accredited science that undermines the big pharma claim that the so-called vaccines are safe and effective. I don't want to hear about the Nobel Prize-winning mRNA shot. In 1949, the Nobel Committee awarded the prize of medicine to the inventor of the frontal lobotomy. The BBC reports that the lobotomists were, quote, often progressive reformers. It was promoted as a cure for everything from serious mental illness to postnatal depression. Meanwhile, psychiatrists in the Soviet Union rejected it as too dehumanizing. It was soon, quote, discovered to have a fatality rate of 15%. Years later, victims and their families campaigned to have it rescinded, but the Nobel Foundation refused to recognize them. Frankly, I'm not expecting much better from you. Uh, my satisfaction will most likely come through the courts. Uh, but there is going to be pain and suffering charges, and the pain and suffering accumulates each day that the injustice goes unaddressed. The sooner you acknowledge and reverse it, the less damage there will ultimately be to the city of New York. I hope that everyone on the council have all gotten their Pfizer checks because God knows they've earned them. Vicky Palladino accepted. The ever-growing influence of big pharma has not increased the public health, but reduced it, actually lowering American life expectancy over the past 20 years. Thank you. This your cannibalistic, is ind- cannibalistic you. industry is who you entrusted sir, our health your to. your time is up. Thank the you. The social contract of sir, this city lies shattered. your time shattered. is up, sir. It is a grim sir. warning to the entire your time country. Your time is up, sir. A society this corrupt is doomed to collapse, and Thank the collapse you, will not spare Thank you. you. Thank you. For we coming. the people have been vindicated sir, in history,
2: your time in is science, and the Listen to this little This chamber is condemned. Thank you. Your time is up. Yeah. See, listen to the little tyrant. Got to be right on that line because you peasants can only speak as long as we allow you to speak. We can sit here and talk all day long and say what we want to and do whatever we want to, but you peasants, you've got two minutes. And that's it. Don't make us get the boys in blue out here. That thin blue line that's supposed to protect you from them and... Well, no, they're supposed to protect you from criminals. What do you think is sitting on that council board? What do you think sitting on that council board? that's done that to this guy and, and all the other people. By the way, there's a, there's a host of these people providing testimony. This is the article, and uh, there's several of these people who are giving testimony here. And then there's one guy, I forget where uh, Michael Kane is from, but he's with a particular organization, and, and he was interviewed on what was going on here. And I was glad to see these people standing up and giving it back to them. But what I'd like to see more is what he said bring bring the justice bring these people to justice bring them to justice put a stop to it i'm telling you you get one of them and you put their rear end in the ringer and everybody sees it the other people will start thinking twice before they start engaging in that again just just, just one of them just one In the same manner they try to use it to us or they try to make an example out of somebody and it chills the whole thing, you can do it to them too. Except the people really do have the power if they'll come together. And again, I'm not expecting everybody to do it, but I am expecting the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to do it. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You're the ones charged with doing it. You really are. And sadly, the church has become effeminate rather than militant. She's lost her way. And she needs to find out who she is in Christ, really who she is, and what her marching orders are if she's going to win the day here in the United States. And it is not to sit in a building, and it is not just to say that you're going to pray, although you should, but it is that you are going to do. You're going to uphold the commands, the statutes, and the judgments of God. That is your duty. Again, I can even point back to the Constitution. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16. The enforcement of the laws... Repelling invasions, putting down insurrections, that is not the job of the federal government. That is the job of the citizen militia, us fellas, us men. That is our job. That is what we are to do. That is our duty. If we'll take it up, in the name of the Lord, if we'll repent of our sin and do what we're supposed to do, I believe God would stay his hand of judgment. I really do believe that. Is that not why the judgments come? Is because of our disobedience? So, therefore, if we repent and we become obedient, bringing forth those commands, statutes, and judgments, will we not see the Lord's blessing? I don't see how we can't. That's what he says he'll bless. He's not blessed pacifism, folks. He hasn't blessed that. You can see it all around. What are we going to do? Are we going to obey the Lord's ways? Or are we going to continue down the road that we're on and continue to experience the curses as our nation is turned into hell? What's it going to be? May the Lord grant us the repentance that we need to do the things that He's commanded us to do. Amen. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, com, and then Lord William will be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then.